had an adventurous spirit that said, you know, hey, this is Hollywood. This is Los Angeles. Why not be open to the magic of movie making, of making television? I had an interest in it. Yeah. It was more exciting to go on set and to produce things than just reading contracts, in all honesty. So I think that kind of propelled me in a different direction. Welcome to Lead With Your Brand, the podcast that explores exceptional career success stories, inspiring and insightful personal brand journeys that answer the question, are you coffee or are you Starbucks? Fascinating conversations with leaders about their career breakthroughs from entertainment, tech, media, and more. You'll learn how they've turned up the volume on their brand to unlock success. Firsthand, uncensored, and real, as told by people who've been there, and plenty of inspiration and practical tools to help you lead with your brand every day as you drive towards your next career breakthrough. And now, here's your host, personal branding expert, diversity advocate, and keynote speaker, Jason Patria. Hey everybody, Jason Patria here, and you are listening to the Lead With Your Brand podcast, which is the podcast for folks just like you who are looking to turn up the volume, show your value, and lead with your brand to your next career breakthrough. Well, it is March, and we are celebrating Women's History Month here at the podcast. So visit us at leadwithyourbrand.com slash womenonbrand to hear our amazing collection of leadership leaders, entrepreneurs, executives, and influencers who all identify as women. And we've got another great guest to celebrate the month. It is Lita Richardson, who is the Executive Vice President of Content and Brand Strategy at Paramount Global's CBS Media Ventures. But before we get to Lita, let's talk a little bit about what's going on. Well, I don't know about you, but I have been rattled over the news of the past couple of weeks with different bank closures and all of the horrible financial news that we are hearing, I know that many folks are getting stressed out about the economy and the job marketplace. And I've had people come up to me and they say, well, Jason, I get this whole brand stuff when we're under blue skies or the past couple of years when, you know, all of those employers, they couldn't hire anyone. And so that was really a chance for me to be in the driver's seat as a worker, well, guess what? Even though we may have some gray skies on the horizon, and by the way, I'm not sure that that's necessarily the case, but certainly that's what our companies and employers are feeling right now. But remember, gray skies are the time that you want your true brand colors to shine through. It's awesome to be on brand when everything is going well, but the reality is your real brand is uncovered when things aren't going well or when the stakes are high and there's lots of stress happening. Now, I know our natural reaction in times like this is a little bit of self-defense. Now, you all know that I worked for years and years and years at NBC Universal, and I started out working for Universal Studios, which was acquired almost nine times in the 25 years that I worked there. And every single time we had a new owner or we had a change in the economy, I would always see people put their heads down, right? They would bury their heads in the sand 
hand, and it was almost a protection device to really say, hey, if no one can see me right now, then I'm staying clear of the chopping block. But the reality is, is I not only stayed through all of those downtimes and through all of those acquisitions, which some of them felt a little unfriendly at the time, by really making sure that I brought my brand forward and was demonstrating the value that I could bring. Now, I remember an amazing boss I had. He was the president of Universal Studios Hollywood, Larry Kurzweil. He was actually the executive that first got me super excited about business. But I remember when General Electric bought Universal Studios and created NBC Universal. And there was all of this press that, you know, GE didn't want to be in the theme park business or the hospitality business at all. And everyone in the parks and resorts division was freaking out. And I remember Larry, both in a huge, huge workforce meeting as well as in smaller meetings, people would ask that question, well, what's going to happen if we get sold and what do we need to do? And he said, look, here's the deal, folks. I don't know what's going to happen and nobody really knows what's going to happen. But here's what I do know. Now is the time for us to shine and show our best because either General Electric will fall in love with us and see the value in our business and our brand or they're going to sell us to someone that wants to be in this business for top dollar and we're going to be in the right corporate portfolio. Well, at the end of the day, General Electric fell in love with that business. And later when they sold NBC Universal, Comcast fell in love with that business as well. And you can see all of the huge growth they've had over the past 15 or 20 years. And the same is true for you. So right now, even though your company might be saying, hey, we're on a travel freeze or a hiring freeze or a hiring pause or don't spend money on supplies or cut back on vendors, now is the time for you to show up and show the best of you. What is your best authentic brand and what is the value that you can bring to your department, to your team, to your division and your company and customers during these insecure and ambiguous times? So that's my challenge for you. What is the value that you can bring right now while the stakes are high? Well, I am super excited about our guest today. It is Lita Richardson, who is the Executive Vice President of Content and Brand Strategy at Paramount Global. Now, Lita expands brand partnership opportunities as it relates to syndicated programming for the CBS Media Ventures Group. Now, the shows that she oversees include The Drew Barrymore Show, Dr. Phil, Rachel Ray, Sherry Shepard, Inside Edition Entertainment Tonight, Wheel of fortune, and of course, my favorite that I watch every weeknight, Jeopardy. Now, Lita works with all CBS Media Venture Productions to create linear and digital integrated marketing campaigns across all of the CBS brands and platforms, and she's responsible for creating additional growth opportunities for her brands in the digital and social media space. Now, an attorney by trade, Lita practiced entertainment law prior to joining CBS, And she also went over to head a talent management and entertainment company for the amazing Magic Johnson. 
Over the years, she has produced several television and film projects and has been nominated four times for a Daytime Emmy Award. Her most recent endeavor was overseeing all integrated content from inception to air for Dr. Phil and the Doctor's television shows. We'll be back in just a few moments with Lita Richardson, the Executive Vice President of Content and Brand Strategy at Paramount Global. For over 25 years, Jason has coached, trained, and developed thousands of leaders and executives, helping them achieve their next career breakthrough. He's a featured speaker at global conferences and companies to help everyone bring their best authentic self to work, show their value, and lead with their brand every day. Get more tips and tools at leadwithyourbrand.com. And we are back. We have a fabulous guest today. It is Lita Richardson, who is the Executive Vice President of Content and Brand Strategy at Paramount. Lita, what is going on? Hi, how are you? I'm so happy to be here with you today. Well, let's dive right in because you have a such a spectacular and interesting career. I, I want to hear about it. But first off, you know, you are an EVP of content and brand strategy. So kind of, I know people are like, what the heck is that? So when you first <laughs> meet people, how do you explain to them what it is that you do and who you are? Well, I, I lead with broad strokes, which is I'm a corporate executive. Um, my position actually was created for me. I have a couple different subsets of um, expertise. And, you know, Paramount is um, a company that always wants to evolve with the times. They want to be cutting edge. And um, it's also a company that's steeped in tradition with CBS, um, with Viacom. And so you have people that have been there for 30 years that do what they do very well. And you have young people that are coming in that kind of have a sense for what we should think about doing in the future. And I think that I see myself at least as kind of a bridge between those two worlds. I really understand Mm. um, the importance of traditional linear television and the impact that it has had on society and that it continues to have despite um, evolving um, viewing television tastes, I would say. Um, And so what I, what I think I've been brought on to do is continue to build on what we have and what we're known for. um, But at the same time, evolve and look at derivative content that we can utilize out of our foundation and different ways that we can monetize that and different ways we can use that on several different platforms. So it's kind of a a mix of do what we do, but stay forward thinking and take what we have and utilize it in different ways. Yeah, and you work with some amazing shows and brands, right? Uh, Things like Drew Barrymore, uh, Wheel of Fortune, Entertainment Tonight, and of course, what I watch almost every single weekday, Jeopardy. So tell me, what's the exciting thing about working with these kind of like iconic syndicated programs? That's a very good question. So, and, and you just hit on something and that's something that I, that I do work on. 
as well. Um, I work on the syndicated side of the television business. The shows, they may not necessarily be on CBS, but they, they may be shows that, that we, um, that we work with in syndication. Um, you know, also we have, you mentioned Drew Barrymore, who's a newbie to the bunch. Yeah. Um, she's just been renewed for season four. We're super excited about Yay. that because her energy is so fantastic. But when you have shows like Entertainment Tonight that have been on for over 30 years, mm. um, when you have shows like Inside Edition that have been on for over 30 years, that is a testament to the quality of the show and also to the loyalty of the, the viewing audience. Um, anyone in television will tell you that if you get, you know, it used to be the magic number was five years. You know, if you get five seasons, you're doing great. Yeah. Um, you have to, in all this, in all this chatter and all this, uh, vying for one's attention, first of all, to stand out for someone to notice you, then they have to like you, then they have to decide that they want to stick with you for a long time. So when I think about working with these brands that have actually been around, you know, longer than I've been in the business. It's, it's, it's really, it's really humbling. And I always say, when I see someone doing something well, I pull out my notepad and I take a note and I try mm. to figure out like, what was the magic sauce that got you to this point? And you're still standing and still going strong. So it is very exciting to be working with these types of brands. Yeah. Now, Lita, one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on the show is that you have such this interesting career path, right? Uh, You are a lawyer by trade, and now you work with these iconic, uh, you know, TV brands. You've been a producer of TV shows, right? You've done talent and management. So talk to me. How does a lawyer end up being in all of this creative, cool space? <laughs> um, you know, by staying open to the universe, really, it's true. <laughs> I, all, all I ever wanted to do growing up was be a judge. I wanted to go to law school and become a judge. And when I was in law school, I actually worked for a really cool, great state district judge. And I realized that that wasn't my cup of tea. It was, you know... um inside, you know, kind of at at least the type of law that we were doing at the time. It just, it wasn't really exciting. And as a young person at the time, I thought, okay, I cannot do this day in and day out. Um, So that's okay. After all all of those years going to law school? (laughs) No, I I didn't. I no longer want to be a judge, but but I thought I still want to be a lawyer. And I, and I, um, and I took the bar and I started practicing and, and I was very fortunate, you know, I came out, I came out to Los Angeles and my story is, is really kind of no different from anyone else coming out here trying to be discovered, meaning Mm -hmm. I didn't know anyone. I didn't have, um, you know, people buying for me or saying, you know, yes, work with this person. So when you're, when you're new, you kind of just you work with what you have. Right. Mm. Um, and my friends, um, that were, um, had also moved to Los Angeles and they were trying to become, um, famous and successful in this business. Uh, Regina King, uh, Leela Rashawn, Vivica Fox, John Singleton, Mm. um, just to name a few, they, they were also (laughs) just starting out like me. So we were all newbies and, you know, they were like, well, I need, you know, I'm told I need to set up a corporation and well, I'm the lawyer. I can do that for you. And, you know, as, as my success grew on my side, 
um, because I did what I said I was going to do. I always tried to do it in a timely manner. I've always tried to keep everyone's confidences. I thought that was extremely important. People, you have to be trustworthy. Um, as I tried to do what I could with what I had to the best of my ability, um, the people that I represented, their roles and, and their prestige in this town grew as well. So I, I think I kind of grew with my client base. Ooh. And um, and and then what happens is I believe that when people when people trust you, when they feel they can really depend on you and you can keep confidences, then they then they extend um, the role that you have in their life. So, for instance, initially, as an entertainment attorney, I was, you know, drafting contracts, setting up, you know, corporations, um, giving notes, reviewing things. Um, but then, you know, certain certain people that I worked with that we had, you know, good relationship with um, would say, hey, I. I'd, I'd like your opinion on, on this script. Can you tell me, you know, if you think mm. it's good or not? You know, I, you like to read, right? And yes, I do. Um, <laughs> well, I have this stack of scripts to read and I, I you know, could you t- tell me what you think about it? Sure. And, uh, you know, another example would be, you know, I'm looking for uh, a manager um, and uh, I'm going to meet with some people and I'd love it if you just roll with me and just kind of give me your opinion on um, if you think they'd be a good fit for me or not. If you think, you know, um, everybody kind of says the same thing. I'm trying to weed out and really want to put a good team together. I just like your advice on, um, you know, the, the the choices that I'm that I'm looking at. So the the role expanded beyond now just the contract. Yeah. And I think that that was the I think that was the first. Um, fork in the road, so to speak. Yeah. Um, I could have just stayed doing what I was doing, which was reviewing contracts. Um, and, you know, that would have been just fine. But there is something inside of me that always felt that that I was supposed to do something more. So yeah. I listened to that voice. I didn't just say, well, I have a good job. I'm working in Beverly Hills. I have a great clientele. End all be all. I have a job. That's it. I had an adventurous spirit that said, you know, hey, this is Hollywood. This is Los Angeles. Why not be open to the magic of movie making, of making television? I had an interest in it. Yeah, it was more exciting to go on set and to produce things than just reading contracts. In all honesty, so I think that kind of propelled me in a different direction. Yeah, and so talk to me. How did you actually break through into sort of these talent management type of roles, and then ultimately, like producing shows? Right. I mean, you did Motives, The Doctors, The Salon, right? I did, and I have to say, um, Magic Johnson. Um, was the was the person that really helped me transition from entertainment attorney to talent manager producer. Mm. Um, he and I um, were friends. We knew each other. Yeah. Um, and he had heard that I had a, a, a I was working with a lot of the people that he was interested in working with. Yeah. Um, and he, his office was in Beverly Hills, too. And he got a deal with Fox to produce television and film projects. And, you know, he's 
he's a great businessman and he's always 10 steps to everyone else. And he was like, you know what? I not only want to produce television and film, I want to manage the talent, um, mm. develop projects where we manage the talent. We, we produce with them. We, you know, it's all about with him. It's all about investing in your community, yeah. investing in, in people. Um, and so that, that was his vision. And so he also wanted to start a talent management company and someone had told him about, I guess the work, you know, that, that I was doing, the people I was working with, I was trying to make a name for myself. And, um, he reached out and had me come over and, and meet with, meet with him. And he told me about the vision that he had. And he said, I'd like you to um, leave the firm that you're working for and uh, come over here and start a talent management company for, for me. And this is what we, we plan to do. Mm. And I, to be honest with you at the time, I, I <laughs> <laughs> still being young, I called my mom. I was like, oh, mom, I, I uh, Magic Johnson asked me to come run a talent management company for him. What do you think? And you know, mothers, you know, you're a doctor, you're a lawyer. They think that's good. They're like, well, yeah, a, ta- a manager, like, uh, like, what is a manager? You know, um, and uh, I said, well, this is what I do know. Uh, managers get paid twice as much as attorneys and they don't have to review the contract. So <laughs> I. <laughs> Just the business model itself intrigued me, right? <laughs> Traditionally, you do you do all this work for for uh, for a client, and you get at the time it was five percent legal yeah. fee, you know. But if you are a manager, it was ten to fifteen percent. So I thought, mm. okay, I'm going to do work that is more fun than just reading a contract, and I'll get paid more. I think that's a great idea. Plus, to be in all, in all honesty, too, the idea of working with Magic Johnson Entertainment and all the things that they were involved with, um, it just felt like an opportunity that I absolutely couldn't pass up. Absolutely. Um, he was a star then. He's star now, you know, and he I mean, like, he'll okay. always be a star, right? I mean, his always. mark on Southern California, I mean, on the world, but in particular, the business community in Southern California is just yes. uh, e- enormous. Talk to me. I mean, you said that like his vision was so inspiring for you to like, you know, consider jumping. What's the biggest thing that you learned watching? Erwin Magic Johnson work that you've kind of learned and adopted for yourself? One of the things is that his work ethic is, you know, second to none. Mm. Um, we would, let's say we had a meeting at Paramount and the meeting was at two o'clock and I would get there at one forty-five, thinking, you know, I'm early. Yeah. I'm prepared. I have a few minutes. He's been sitting there since one thirty. Um, So you're late. You know, (laughs) if you're early, you're on time. If you're on time, you're late. Um, You know, he 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 impressed me with that because Mm. already being such a big um, global star, you know, and so beloved, he could get away with. I saw people, you know, with 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 fame and fortune, you know. They, they know they can be late. They know they can be rude. They know they can, you know, yeah. get away with things other people can't get away with, get away with probably because of, um, their, their stature in life. And he, the exact opposite. He, um, respect 
um, respected people's time. Yeah. He was always very gracious, always took time for people, always took time to sign autographs, always took time to smile and, and, and take photos with people and, and always ask people how they were doing. Look them in the eye. How are you doing? How's your family? How's your mom doing? You know, um, which was one of the, like I said, I, I had known him from years before we had met. Um, and, and he just seemed like such a sincere person. So one of the things that, that I also learned aside from, you know, great work ethic, which I think I already had, but, you know, you just want to take it to it, to an even higher level, um, was just also staying humble and gracious, Mm. um, no matter where life took you, no matter how big a situation got being humble and gracious and being kind to others. Um, and, Honestly, it's that lesson that really kind of solidified more of my transition out of law into producing because practicing law is is a debate. It's a fight. Um, Every day you're fighting for your clients to have the best contract to to win. You're defending them. Um, And it was something when I was younger, I really enjoyed. Yeah. I like to talk. I like to chop it up. Let's, <laughs> let's debate it. Yes, whatever you got, I got one, two, three, four. You know, more points, and I really enjoyed um, that that aspect of it. That's why I enjoyed practicing law. I enjoyed the, the 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 battle, so to speak, the competition. But the older I got, the less I enjoyed that part of it. Yeah. And the and the more I enjoyed working with people instead of against them and helping them create things. And um, that's that's the, the joy that that um, transitioning into producing. I, I, I did movies before I even started into television. Oh, wow. Um, that that's that's the joy I found in, in transitioning. You have to kind of listen to that little voice inside of you that's like, OK, just because you did it. And you did it well and you enjoyed it doesn't mean you shouldn't have the courage to try something else. You can always go back. Right. Yeah. Um, But you don't always have an opportunity. Sometimes people miss opportunities because they're afraid to try. Yeah. So I just was open to trying because this is Hollywood. This is where magic happens. Anything can happen. And I really bought into that. (laughs) (laughs) And, and and was that good enough for your mom when you were telling her uh, uh, about leaving being, you know, a contract lawyer? No, she is. No, (laughs) I'm always, my baby's a lawyer. We're going to leave her right there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no. She's like, how am I not going to tell people that my daughter's yeah, a lawyer she was, and she's she was doing good, something right? I don't do even know? Want, but yeah, she had what she needed. Yeah. That was <laughs> um, yeah. Now, Lita, let's talk a little bit about your brand as an executive and a leader. Give me three words that you would use or you've heard other people use to describe your brand as an executive. I would think the very first and most important word that comes to mind is trustworthy. I think that people don't value, sometimes don't value character or don't place it as important as other things. Um, It's important to be smart. It's important to be 
hardworking. Some people feel it's important to be cutthroat. You know, there's there's a lot of different um, ways that people and and we're talking specifically, I think, with Hollywood and this yeah. business, right? Yeah. Um, that people cunning, um, slick. There's all kinds of ways that people look at how to get ahead in this business, and there are a lot of different paths to take. The path I always chose was standing on character and being trustworthy. Mm. Um, my girlfriends call me Switzerland um, because <laughs> they know I have I have lots of different friends from lots of different circles, and they know they can say anything to me. And, and this is not even in business context. We don't have to have attorney-client privilege, anything. I'm not going to repeat it. I'm not going to mm. take it back. I'm, it's going to stay right there. If you wanted to vent that and you had to get that off your chest, that's fine. Um, it is what it is. And I think just, I think to me, at least in what I've chosen to pursue in my career, I think trustworthy has been really an important part. I think part of the reason why, um, Magic Johnson entrusted me with, you know, starting this talent management company and 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 running with this entertainment brand that he wanted to create was he probably heard that I was dependable, you know, mm. that that if you give it to her, she's going to take good care of it. She's yeah. going to do what she says. She's going to show up. And and then I think also and and she's smart. Um I think you have to be smart and I think smarts um are not just book smarts, but just, just, just smart, know your area, whatever it is you're doing, just, just do your, do your homework, never stop learning and, and pay attention to, you know, your particular area, know as much as you can about it, be smart about what you're trying to do, whatever that is. Yeah. And it, it seems like that showed up for you really early on, right? When your clients were coming to you to not only start up a business, but read a script, right? They're yeah. feeling like, you know, you've got smart, you've got expertise that's, that's even above and beyond um, your trade. So Lita, I love trustworthy, dependable, smart. Now, are those like brand attributes that have always been with you or how has your brand evolved over time throughout your career? Well, I've learned some lessons, I suppose, like <laughs> most people have. <laughs> um, I've learned to, um, I took an oath as an attorney. I'll start there. As an attorney, mm -hmm. I took it, took an oath to be a zealous advocate of my client. And when I took that oath in front of the judge, I, you know, I was young and I was just, yes, I will. And I <laughs> took it to heart. You you would have thought we were getting me and that judge were getting married. Yes, I will be a zealous advocate for my clients. I will do all the things that, you know, everything to protect and serve, all of those things. Um, but being young, I think I, I think I took it to the point of, um, and this is a big lesson I learned of um, maybe sometimes alienating others, um, mm. not wanting to win and not knowing early on how to um, reach across the aisle, how to, how to find a compromise in the middle, you know, just calling people out. Uh, people do some stuff and, you know, I call them out. You know, that's not right. I know that you're doing that because da, da, da. sometimes even knowing something and not necessarily 
saying it, but you Mm. know it, but using that knowledge that you have to get to your desired outcome, as opposed to putting people on the spot, putting Mm. them on the defensive. Those are all kind of lessons that I, that I learned. Um, It's just, it's, 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 it's how to, it's how to deal with people. You can't be so blindsided by the objective that you forget about how to deal with people. Yeah. Because if you, if you do that, I think that you won't really be successful long-term big picture. You, you know, they say, you know, do you want to, you want to win the fight or do you want to win the war? You may have won that particular battle, but then, um, you know, even though someone may, may feel like you're trustworthy, right? Yeah, you, you can trust her, but she gonna, she going to call you out on all your BS. Sometimes you have to make people feel comfortable that they can that 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 you can work within within the, you know, no, knowing everything and then and then still um not necessarily making them calling them on it, making them feel bad yeah. about it, if that makes sense. Yeah, abs- absolutely. Right. It's, it's all of those tweaks. It's just, it's just a maturity, you know? Yeah. It's just a maturity of just not saying everything that you think in the moment, <laughs> <laughs> even though, you know, it's true. Um, I think that's kind of how my, how my brand has evolved. I was very much, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, this is that. And, and now I've learned to, to take in more and be more observant and not necessarily say everything that's in my head at that moment. Yeah. And now you're really responsible for leading teams that create, you know, great strategy around brand and branded content. And you work with, you know, all of your shows are like individual brands and most of them are led by, you know, celebrity brands. What are some of the things that you and your team think about when you're developing and, you know, thinking of the lifespan of this great branded content? What are some things that you use in you know, that Hollywood space that maybe anyone working anywhere could use to help brand themselves and be successful in their career? You really have to build an awareness. I think that, I think that the very first thing you have to figure out is how you, how are you going to raise awareness? How can you say, see me, watch me, listen to me? Mm. Um, That is, that's the first piece of it, Yeah, you know, um, is, is getting people to pay attention to your product. Now, when, once they do pay attention, you've got to make sure that what you, what you've been working on is good enough to keep their attention because Mm. I think our attention spans are also, you know, short. We're used to um, seeing something and moving on and moving on and moving on because, you know, a lot of us are trying to um, squeeze as much as we can into a day. Right. I need to see as much news as much entertainment. I got to do my work. If you're a parent, I got to do stuff with kids, you know, whatever that is, got to get my workout in. You're trying to squeeze so much in per day. You're only going to give everything just so much time. So, you know, preparation is important. Prepare, make sure that what you have is good so that when you do get that light shone on you, when somebody's paying attention to you and said, Hey, you, I, I, I like what you're doing. You're ready. 
Yeah. And Lita, I love how you actually like create this whole a- analogy, right? Just like the syndicated shows that you and your team c- create strategy for, right? It's, it's, it's like one thing to get people to sample you, but you want people to be constantly coming back, right? Like that's the name of the game. So how do you keep people coming back to you as a leader and, ex- and an executive? I think people have to like you mm. first. You know, um, I really do. Um, they can work with anyone. There's lawyers out here. There's producers out here. You see um, people hiring who they want to hire. They don't know the first time they do it. You do a TV show. You think somebody's a hot actor, an actress. They're, you know, popular, whatever you get. You work with them. And then they're difficult and you're like, oh, we're never doing that again. But such and such was lovely. And 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 they made the experience fun and they were, you know, dependable and, and they were on time and all of that. Um, so we're going to work with them again. So I think it's it's I think it's sometimes just basic stuff. You know, be nice to people, be be kind to people, let people enjoy working with you. So when they think of you. Or when they're thinking of doing something else, you come to mind. Yeah. You know, we we had a great experience on that movie with her. She she was really pleasant to work with in that TV show. And she comes in, you know, just her just, you know, her her energy. Like we all, you know, were kind of pumped up by it. You know, I I I think I think what you bring um plays a large role in how you continue to get work down the road. Yeah. And I love that distinction, right? Because it's one thing to just be an expert at what you do. But mm-hmm. if people don't enjoy the process of getting to that expertise, right? It's like we might rather work with someone that has lesser expertise, but we enjoy the experience, right? Exactly. And I think that I think that this life is just that. It's an experience and and people want to enjoy the experience. So I try to um I try to make the experience good, not just for others, but for myself, too, because I, mm. I, I want to enjoy going to work every day. I talk to and my kids. They're like, what, really? Like on Paramount, like, you talk to everybody from the good gosh, mom, do you have to say hi to everybody from the, <laughs> from the person at the gate to the parking to the kitchen people to, you know, the head of Paramount to whoever, you know, hey, how you doing? I probably got that from Magic Johnson, too. Um but the thing is, is that you build a rapport and then people see you and then they're, hey, how are you doing today? And in, in little ways and in big ways, it just it comes back. People people look out for you because mm. they feel that you've shown them some kindness or some respect, you know? Yeah. So I just I think how you how you treat others comes back to you um, in, in ACEs so many times. So I would like to think that. um when someone is thinking about working with me, my brand, um, aside from, you know what, you should do a good job, but we're also going to have some fun. We're going to have some laughs. Lita's a nice person. She's going to come in here with a smile. Um, she's going to try to enjoy the journey along the way. You know, it's not like just a taskmaster. Um, and that is really what brought me to this new corporate position. I was working you know, on, on Dr. Phil and the doctors for 14 seasons. And when that show, um, when the doctors wasn't going to go forward anymore, 
someone had asked me to come run their entertainment company again. And I thought, you know what, it's time to switch back to more of my expertise. I, I've loved production. I've loved, you know, making television. It's been wonderful. But, um, you know, again, here's an opportunity that's presenting itself. Let's see where this takes you. You know, I'm not going to be afraid to try something new just because I'm happy and content doing what mm. I'm doing. And the people that I was working with on the corporate side, I was on the production side at Paramount. They were like, Mm-mm, no, 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 no. We need you to stay here and work with us. Come over here with us just on the other side because we enjoy working with uh. you because we could trust that if we asked you to do something, it was done and we have mm. fun and we laugh and it, and if you got to work, you want to have fun. And so that's, that's a, perfect example of why I am where I am right now. It's just that the people that I have been working with for years said, we enjoy working with you. So we want to, we don't want you to leave. Mm. Wow. I love that. It's like being renewed for multiple seasons, right? Oh, it is the best um, thing in the world because you feel like, okay, I'm, I'm a decent human being. Um, you know, for people to, to say that they, they want to work with you, they don't want you to go. It, it's something it does. It, it does the heart good. It's not an ego thing. It's a, it's a, for me, it's a heart thing. It's heartwarming. It makes mm. me so happy. I'm like, mm. you know what? I'm so happy that I'm turning out to be a decent human being. Cause we're not always our best, but if for the most part, <laughs> Yeah. People think, you know, you kind of cool to be around, then you're winning, I think. Exactly. Well, we could talk all day long. I have just some quick, fun uh, questions to close us out. We've been talking all about your brand. Uh, Mm -hmm. What brand are you obsessed with as a consumer? What can you not get enough of? (laughs) Beauty Blender. (laughs) (laughs) And why are you obsessed? Oh, okay. Because honestly, um, how you, how I'm just speaking for myself, for women, how I wake up in the morning and then what that beauty blender does to me to get ready for my zooms and how I look, I'm like, Oh, <laughs> thank you. It's, uh, it, it just, it's a, it's a great, uh, creation and, and all, and all, uh, transparency. A good friend of mine created it. Um, Ooh. but, um, and, and and she's a baddie, but I actually really, really use it all day, every day. It's a like, I'm so glad that she did it because it makes me look and feel beautiful. And I think how you feel about yourself um, also is a direct correlation to the type of work that you put out into the universe. If you feel good about yourself, um you are going to do a better job if you're feeling down on yourself or not. I, I even during the pandemic, you know, I, I would like coordinate and match and put on makeup and all that. Cause my husband would be like, what? and where do you think you sneak it out to go? We have stand home orders, but I'd be like, you know what? I just got to feel good for, um, I just got to feel good for myself. I got to feel my best self and then I'm going to put my best foot out there, you know, all the time. So she created mm. that, um, that little magical miracle sponge. And um, I am so grateful. And I love it. <laughs> now, Lita, tell me if you were a type of car, what type of car would you be? Oh, okay. I already know. I don't have this car, but I want it. 
It would be the Tesla with the wings that come up. Ah. Um, my girlfriend, Vivica Fox, has it. And in and riding in it, it feels like you're in a spaceship. And I feel like I'm, I'm in one of those, you know, movies like the Star Trek or I know that's a TV show, but uh, the galaxy movies because mm-hmm. it's all open glass. And it's like the I love light. I love bringing bringing light and being by windows and, and, and just being in that car. And then the way that the doors come up like wings, it's so futuristic. I just think it's so cool. And the fact that it's um, electric and that we're uh, reducing our carbon footprint on the earth um, makes it all the much better. Something that is beautiful, fabulous, um, futuristic, but also electric, I think is like the best combination. So that's what I would be. I'd be a Tesla with those wings. (laughs) And finally, what's the best career advice that you'd like to pass on to our listeners? Mm. Never give up Mm. just because um, you have a bad week, a bad year, a bad whatever. Just keep getting up. You never know what's around the corner. And sometimes bad things happen to you and take you off track because you're supposed to be on a different track. And, you know, I, I'm a person, I do believe that all things work together for good. And, um, and that's a hard thing to believe when you're going through something bad, but I am, I am obsessed with origin stories. And I always look back um, and go, if that hadn't happened, this wouldn't have happened to me. Mm. And if that wouldn't have happened, this wouldn't have happened. So at the time, even though I thought that that was a bad thing because that was ending, it put me on path for a new adventure. So don't give up and just trust that um, that if one door closes, something else, another path is going to open for you. I love that. I am now thinking of my origin story. Well, Lita (laughs) Richardson, thank you so much for being on the show. It was so great talking with you. It was my pleasure. I um, thoroughly enjoyed um, spending time here with you all today. And um, thank you for for asking these questions and, and just even being curious about my brand, my life. It was an honor to to share some of the things I've learned in this life with you. Thank you. And we'll be back in just a few moments with my final thoughts. Are you tired of not being recognized for your work? Are you ready to rise above the rest and accelerate to the next level? The Lead With Your Brand Career Breakthrough Mentoring Program will help you take control of your career, develop your own unique brand, and catapult you to a whole new level of success. You are a top performer, and the Lead With Your Brand Career Breakthrough Mentoring Program is what you need to get you there. Visit leadwithyourbrand.com to learn how. What an amazing conversation with Lita Richardson, the EVP of Content and Brand Strategy at Paramount Global's CBS Media Ventures. You know, Lita has such an amazing career. And the big thing that I took away from our conversation was this whole notion of making sure that you're listening to things in your career. That's right. Lita was able to listen to her career audience and respond. She heard from people that they wanted 
more from her, that there was more opportunity. Now, you know what? She could have just sat there and said, you know what? I'm an attorney and this is what I do. I'm just great at reading contracts. But that's not what she did. She said, hey, I'm great at reading contracts. I'm great as a lawyer And I'm also hearing from people that they trust my advice, that they want my opinion, that I can read and diagnose a script in the same way that I can do a contract. And it led her to all sorts of amazing opportunities and career breakthroughs. Now, you can do the same thing. What I want you to focus on is not creating your brand around your specialty area or functional expertise. Yes, you want to have a calling card that you can do these things like no one else, but I also want your brand to be infused with those transferable skills and more importantly, that transferable value that you can bring to your current, future, and any role that is looking to have impact. So think for yourself right now, what are those intrinsic intangibles? What is that value that you bring that can apply to both your current role and a whole slew of roles that people are looking for during these times of uncertainty? Well, that's our show for you today. If you loved what you heard, make sure you are following us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts, and we'll bring you a brand new show every single Tuesday. In celebration of Women's History Month, make sure that you check out our Women on Brand collection at leadwithyourbrand.com slash womenonbrand. There you can hear some of our favorite episodes from influencers, executives, leaders, and entrepreneurs entrepreneurs, all who identify as women. Now, most importantly, in your career, don't be a boring old commodity like coffee. Make sure you are a super premium brand that's adding value like Starbucks. You've been listening to Lead With Your Brand, the podcast that explores and uncovers exceptional career success stories and inspiring personal brand journeys with your host, personal branding expert, diversity advocate, and keynote speaker, Jason Patria. Remember to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Visit us at leadwithyourbrand.com.